today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. A new year, people are wanting to change the lifestyle. You know, we don't hear so much about diets anymore. I, you know, and, and we'll ask Rosie this, but it seemed like 10, 20 years ago, it was diet for this, a diet for that, and oh, here's the new diet. Uh, I had a neighbor who was always on a diet. And, uh, you know, looking for the quick fi- fix, looking for the easy way out. It's, hey, pal, <laughs> you know, exercise three times a week if you can and watch what you eat. Watch what goes in. That's pretty much, I don't know. I, I've been, I still work out. I, I still try to keep in the best shape that I can. And these are habits that I started when I was like a teenager. And it's to the point now where if I don't do it, I explode. It's, for me, it's nothing to do with the parents. It's nothing to do with even my health. Um, although indirectly, of course it is, it's, it's just about releasing stress and it's just become, um, a normal part of my routine now. And if I don't do it, um, that's when I feel bad. That's when, you know, and again, if you can get to that point with exercise where you can start to see benefit and you can actually control what is going on, uh, once you make that discovery, I think you're there for life, um, and and that's what we try to instill in our kids. Uh, anyway, a new diet on the way. I've heard about it. I've I, over Christmas we we were talking to friends about this and and family and such. It's called the uh, the keto diet. However, there's lots of fitness experts that are slamming this, and uh, many wondering why anyone ever thought this was a good idea in the first place. Let's bring in Rosie Schwartz, registered dietitian, nationally best-selling author of The Enlightened Eater. And she is with us now. Rosie, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. My pleasure, Scott. Are those who uh, partake in diets, do they have, uh, your guess, um, probably not read The Enlightened Eater? Are they enlightened eaters? Well, some may be. I mean, people people still do want to lose weight. But if they are trying to lose it quickly or they're following a fad diet or they're doing one of these cleanses or detoxes, then um, it's not the answer they're looking for. It seemed to be that 10 or 20 years ago, there was a new one of these every month. Uh, Are are these diets still as popular as they used to be like 10 or 20 years ago? Unfortunately, Scott, there are, there are. Really? Yes. Not, not the same number, but, um, you know, people are following um, the keto diet. I mean, that's a diet. And, you know, or, or very low-carbohydrate diets, these are programs in most cases that people are following to try to lose weight. In some cases, I do have to say um, the keto diet is used for a few medical conditions. For example, it's used for kids um, who have epilepsy, and it seems to show some promise in decreasing the number of seizures. But when we're talking keto diets for weight loss, it's, it's, you know, it came in sort of in 2018 in terms of increasing popularity, and it's still there, and people are going keto. But it's, going in many keto. ways, it's not a diet that you can live with. And that's, that's where the change is. I think that many people are recognizing that if they want to lose weight, it's, got to be a lifestyle. It's got to incorporate the exercise you're talking about. It has to be something you can live with and enjoy for the rest of your life. And I mean, I don't think most people can live with a keto diet for the rest of their lives. And um, 
they certainly are missing out on valuable nutrients and a lot of delicious food. So uh, tell us some history about this diet. Where did it come from? How did we get to where we are? Well, the keto diet, as I said, was used, it was used in more sort of um, experimental um, and studies looking at um, certain brain disorders, like kids with epilepsy. And what it is, is that it's a very, very low carbohydrate diet. And when you eat very few carbohydrates, then your body uses fat as your energy source. And the liver turns turns it into um, what's called ketones. And um, that's what happens to someone who has diabetes and their blood sugar is out of control. Mm. Um, they, they go into what's called ketosis. They produce ketone bodies. And, um, and what happens is these ketone bodies actually give you bad breath. They smell like, um, like you've had quite a bit of alcohol. Now, so what happens is when you start on a low-carb diet, carbs retain water. So that's what athletes do, you know, sometimes right. carb loading before, before a marathon. So if you cut carbs out, you drop a lot of water and you drop a whole lot of pounds on the scale. Mm-hmm. And people think, wow, look at how I'm losing weight. Right. And um, in essence, the initial weight loss is water, water loss. Right. And what happens is when people are on a high-fat diet, and this is, we're talking very high-fat and not necessarily high-protein, high um, because sometimes if you have too much protein, it kicks you out of what's called ketosis. Now, when you're, when you're eating, um, eating a high-fat diet, you're also feeling much more satisfied. So you eat less. You can't eat. You can't stop, um, you know, at, at, and, and pick up a donut. And, and coffee or something. You can have some coffee with cream in it. Um, but you, it, it really limits a lot of foods you can eat, and that helps people lose weight. So if you're on a very limited diet, you can't eat a lot of um, packaged junk food, you're going to lose weight anyway. So this, this uh, keto diet was originally designed not for weight loss, but to treat people with certain uh, ailments, conditions, diseases and such. Right, right. So how did it get from that to onto the, you know, in, into the diet sphere, into the weight loss sphere? Yeah, that, well, I think that people saw that. I mean, one of the things when, for example, when someone with type 1 diabetes, someone who, who is on... Um, who takes insulin, um, if they are in ketosis, they lose a lot of weight because their body is not using, um, is not using um, the sugar in their, in their bloodstream. So when you purposefully do this, then I think people put two and two together and saw, gee, if you, if you, um, if you have ketones in your, in your urine, that's where you can measure it then um, then you'll lose weight. And actually, as I'm talking, I remember that one of the original Dr. Atkins diets decades ago, in order to make sure that you were following the diet, you had to check, um, you had to check your urine to make sure that you had ketones in your urine. So I guess it 
I guess what's old is is new again, but it's to a, a greater extreme than it was back when when Atkins, Dr. Atkins started. Uh, similar to the quest, next question I was going to ask, the, the, uh, like low-carb diets, that's nothing new. But it's what, you're right, low-carb diets, um, people have been following them for years. This is an extremely low-carbohydrate diet. Right. And the low-carb diets that, that have been around have been very high in protein. So you eat, you would eat lots of, you know, people could eat lots of steak, they could eat bacon. Um, so, you know, the meat eaters were, you know, yeah. that was a great diet for them, they yeah. thought. But you can't eat as much protein on this. So this one, you've got to be adding more fat to your diet. So people are doing things like um, coffee with with fat bombs in them. They're putting in different kinds of oil or butter into their coffee to get enough fat. So, uh, okay, what would you eat on this? Someone who is on this, what would the regime be? Well, for example, <coughs> they could, for example, for breakfast, they could be eating eggs um, in, you know, eggs for breakfast, but they would also put a lot of fat into into those eggs so that they um, were keeping their fat content up. Um you know, you could be eating um, salmon or meat for lunch with some low-carb vegetables, um, you know, salad greens, for example, but nothing, you know, no bread, no, no, um, you know, even even whole grains, no, um, no brown rice, no quinoa, um, no potatoes for sure, and... Um, and so you're eating even, you know, you won't, you can't eat vegetables that have much carbohydrate. So um, again, no, no corn, no peas, but you could eat spinach, for example. But again, you would have to douse it with, um, with lots of oil. You know, as I listen to you talk about this, Rosie, you know, I- I'm thinking. Most people who probably are following these diets or or, or not in shape or, or not, you know, living the lifestyle, they're not paying that much attention to this stuff. Like, this to me seems like way too much work. I don't know. Like, well, you say they're eating this. They got to watch out for that. They got to watch. If they were doing that anyway, they wouldn't have this problem. Well, that's exactly it. And Like, if you're going to spend that much time... Uh, figuring out what you're going to put in your mouth, you wouldn't have this problem. Well, the thing is, is that not only do you have to spend a lot of time planning your meals, you also can't really socialize very much because it's hard to eat a keto diet if you're eating out. You can't go to a friend's house unless they're following the keto diet. And so how long can you really do it? I mean, it's not, it's not something you can be social with. I mean, what is life all about? Plus, when you're, when you're avoiding, you never eat any fruits. You're, not, you're missing out on a lot of vegetables. You're missing out whole grains. Your diet is, is missing a lot, of, um, a lot of substances that promote good health and defend against disease. And there have been, I mean, there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of rumors, 
untrue um, statements being made that it helps people with certain types of cancer. It's not true. Wow. It's a hard diet to follow, and um, there are health benefits for those with a medical condition that need it. But otherwise, you're right. Planning your diet and, and including healthy foods and portion controlled and also including some some treats sometimes. You can you can control your weight and have a you know, a wonderful piece of chocolate cake once in a while if you like. If you're on the ketone if you're on the keto diet, if you eat something like that, one thing you throw yourself out of ketosis. Mm. It's like... It's, it's and again, who knows that much about this stuff? People like you and people who follow it and people who are in extremely good shape because they read labels and watch what's going on. I would suggest that people that are taking these desperate measures to lose weight aren't doing this. Because if they were paying attention on a regular basis to what they were doing... Uh, just eating right and using the same discipline would work for you. Well, but there's one thing. When you're eating right and and you are, when you're eating right but maybe not being as as careful and not planning your meals as carefully, you may find that you're hungry. When you're trying to lose weight, you may find that you're hungry. Right. On the keto diet, you're never hungry. Why is that? Because the the um, fat suppresses the hunger, and so that's why people like it. They that's like eating a bag of chips every night. I mean, these are empty calories. Are well, they not? it's but you couldn't have a bag of chips. No, okay. you could have the fat that the chips were cooked in. But if okay, if so a plate of bacon. Um, yeah, a plate of bacon, but again, not too much. Not too much bacon. You don't want yeah. the protein. But if you're only eating fat, if you're eating the butter and you're putting you're putting fat into your drinks, so that you're getting all the fat. I mean, yeah, you're not hungry, but I don't know. I mean, what about the pleasure of food? You you want to feel hungry when you come to a meal. You want to feel. I guess the thing is appropriately hungry. You want to feel hungry when you come to a meal and enjoy that meal, enjoy that food. And when you're on the keto diet, mm, you don't feel hungry, but I certainly don't think you're really enjoying what you're eating. It just seems like an awful lot of work to me. Um, what about, you know, and more, and, you know, I hate working out. I hate it. I, I just, you know, but once I'm finished, it, once it's over, I feel absolutely fabulous. Well, and that's what you have to take in the motivation is like, you know, I hate this now, but when it's over, I'm going to feel like a million bucks. And I mean, if you do that enough, isn't that reinforcement? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you're if you're looking at exercise only for weight loss, then you're not going to do it. No. But if you look at it, if you're stressed and you're ready to, you know, you're just really, really stressed and you're and you're angry about something and you work out. You feel great after. Yeah. If you're tired and you've been eating well, but you're tired and you work out, you feel great after. Mm-hmm. So all these things reinforce working out and, and feeling good. Um, but with the keto diet, it, I mean, in the end, people do lose some weight. But actually, Scott, the research shows that after a couple of years, the weight loss on a keto diet versus Another healthier diet is really the difference of maybe a pound. Yeah. Hmm. So, and there aren't, 
again, over long term, there aren't any any greater health benefits. So maybe initially someone whose blood sugar is elevated, they may have better results with their blood sugar, but over long term, no. So so it's a lot of suffering to to get to somewhere where you could on a healthy diet. Hmm. Um, so wh- how long should you, I mean, you wouldn't, do, do, do you recommend this at all uh, for other than for people who need it for medical purposes? No, I don't. I yeah. don't. So because if you're me, all- they're not learning how to eat. Yeah. You want to learn how to eat, yeah. how to enjoy food and incorporate that into your lifestyle. And when you're on a keto diet for the purpose of losing weight, it's not teaching you how to eat bread, how to eat pasta. Yeah, it's like a get-out-of-jail-free card. Exactly. And and, yeah. and when you eat one plate of pasta, you're out of ketosis. It's got to take you time to get back there. I mean... So how long do you stay on this? I mean, obviously, you don't recommend it, so, you know, but how long would most stay on it? How long do you have to stay on it for it to work? And at what point does it become a danger? Well, it, it's, it depends on the individual, but they start losing weight pretty quickly after a number of days. When you cut carbohydrate out, then, as I said, you lose water. But um, if people have a lot of weight to lose, they may stay on it longer. Um, when they go to reintroduce carbohydrates, they have to be very careful about how they're doing it. It's a lot of trouble. It's just, yeah, I, it just, it, again, it seems more work than just doing it the traditional way. Um, so uh, what can happen to you if you stay on this too long? Well, you're, you're not getting all the nutrients that you need. You're not, um, for example, antioxidants. Um, can you become ill from this? Well, it, it, may, it may not be that you become ill from it from the diet, but you, you could become ill from what you're missing in the diet. Right. So it's more um, what, what do different foods that you wouldn't, that you can't eat, what would those foods be providing? So, for example, when you're eating foods like tomatoes and, and, um, and peaches and, and, you know, colorful fruits and vegetables, they contain thousands of different um, what's called phytochemicals, plant compounds, antioxidants, um, a- anti-inflammatory compounds. So if you're not eating those foods over a long period of time and you're predisposed to maybe certain cancers, heart disease, um, who knows what the long-term effects will be. And some of that will will be based on genetics. The research shows that certain foods can turn off um, genes that might make you sick. And if you're not eating those foods, then you may be increasing your risk for those for those diseases. Rosie Schwartz has been with us, registered dietitian, nationally best-selling author of The Enlightened Eater, talking about the new keto diet and... Uh, <laughs> Caution, as with most of them. Rosie, thank you so much for the time. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Thanks for letting for letting me speak. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on nine hundred CHML.